welcome to Don't Fuck It Up with Sabina and Jamie, the podcast about wellness, nutrition, and everything in between. We're excited to bring you season number two. Okay, welcome back to season two. We are so excited and it's been a nice rest. But during this time off from season one to season two, we've done some brainstorming. We've connected with some really fun people to bring some special guests. And we thought it would be amazing to kick off season two of Don't Fuck It Up by inviting our spouses on for this Valentine's Day celebration. So with us today, we have Sabina and Tanner and Joe and Jamie. So our special guest today, we do not have a a script, so to speak. We thought it would be really fun in honor of Valentine's Day. And we know that you've probably feel like you've met our husbands because we talk about them and our relationships on the podcast thus far, but you get to meet them in real time. And we really wanted it to be authentic to them. So this is the first time, fun fact, that Tanner and Joe have actually met. So they don't know each other very well. And we've asked them to do this podcast and they've graciously agreed. Because we love you. (laughs) Because they love us. And we're really excited to see what this conversation looks like. So thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Jojo. You're very welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. (laughs) I would love for one of you to kick it off and maybe just share what you think about the podcast. Tanner, you want to take the first step? (laughs) Or you want me to go? Sure. Um, Well, that is a good question, actually. So um, I've I've been listening to actually a few of the episodes. Um, and the one that really jumped out at me was the one that you guys did with the medicine woman. And she was, she was pretty informative as, as far as I could, as far as I could tell, like she had a lot of insight as far as, you know, spirituality and just other things that I think a lot of people overlook in this day and age. Um, because we're just in a society where we just move so quickly and so fast with so many different things. And, you know, if you have children or maybe you have like a job that's like pretty demanding and you don't get a chance to slow down. And the one thing that jumped out at me that she brought up was when you put your hand over your heart and your other hand over your stomach and you just try to breathe and you take it slow and you just feel the moment and try to connect with uh, your spirit, but, and the rest of the world and your environment, that's where I actually tried to practice, um, when I was at home, because obviously, you know, I'm, when I, my, my, my schedule has gotten pretty hectic lately with just starting a new job and taking my kid to school and then, um, coming home and then, you know, working so quickly just to try to support, you know, family, family situations and stuff, it just gets, you know, kind of overwhelming sometimes. Um, but at the end of the day, like, uh, just taking that break out for yourself and really trying to set those boundaries and stuff for yourself to make sure that you're, you know, set, set up mentally to, to prepare for everything else. I think it's like really, really, um, really important. So that's, 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 that's definitely the one thing that like jumped out at me is where I was like, yeah, like this is, this is a really good thing. I think that everybody should try if they, you know, get overwhelmed with, you know, day-to-day life. That's pretty cool that you, that you listen to that and you like that episode. Yeah. I'm happy you're doing this. This is the first time I'm hearing it. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just, I, it, it was, it was interesting too, because like a lot of things like that, 
you would say on the podcast, like you wouldn't necessarily maybe say to me admitting some things about yourself, which were, you know, <laughs> a little bit, I wouldn't say like eye opening and stuff, but there were, um, for sure. Like it just, it, it had me like looking at you in like a different way where it's like, Oh, okay. She actually does know that about herself, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, fair, <laughs> you know, but I think at the, at the, at the end of the day, like a lot of times, like you have to be able to, you know, look inside yourself and maybe you're in the heat of the moment and you may not want to, you know, project that kind of, um, overall, like, uh, how can I say it? Like, an, like an overall, like vibe about yourself. Like you want to be able to at least like, you know, like hide some things about yourself from your, from your significant other, just to, you know, give, give some, I guess like some secrets and make things a little bit more, you know, mysterious about yourself sometimes, or maybe Honey, you don't... after 12 years, there's no secrets. There anymore. are no secrets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it, I guess, I guess it's just one of those things where, where I like when I was listening to the podcast and stuff, I, I thought it was just pretty cool that you actually, you know, were getting together with Jamie and doing this kind of thing. Um, and I've, I'll have to say like, I've seen a lot of changes in you as far as, uh, you know, maybe like your attitude towards certain things or just how you're like really viewing life. Like you're not as stressed about things anymore, which is, this has been kind of like a therapeutic thing for you. It seems like. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much like my take on, <laughs> you know, a lot of that stuff. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Now what is Joe going to say? I would like to kind of start to piggyback off of that because I, I have noticed the same things in Jamie as well. Um, it's kind of actually weird to call my wife Jamie, but for the listeners that he never calls me Jamie yeah, ever. If I if it's Jamie, it's like a weird, awkward yeah. thing. Like, am I in trouble? Um, What's the nickname? What's the nickname? It's pretty much babe, ninety percent of the time, mm-hmm. and other ridiculous yeah. stuff. Other the other ten percent, it's never Jamie. <laughs> never embarrassing, embarrassing, like like sugar tits or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we saved the pillow talk for the bedroom. So. <laughs> We'll leave it at that. But I too have noticed a lot of self-discovery in Jamie. And I think also this has been very therapeutic for her. You know, the medicine woman thing that did jump out to me. And, you know, I have plenty of intentions of trying it. But um, I too just started a new job. Um, it's very hectic. My work life is, is very demanding. Um, so I seldom find the time to take care of myself. I was terrified when they started the park podcast. <laughs> I knew that, especially when I started hearing topics about like family for the holidays and how to thrive. And uh, I was terrified, you know, like most relationships, I don't think that we are alone in saying that there is some awkward dynamics in between certain relationships, primarily between our families. My family does not like to spend the holidays together at all. They will not be in each other's company. And so I thought some things were going to come out during that. And after listening to the podcast, I was like, well, you know, okay. I thought it was going to be a lot worse because um, <laughs> there, there's, there's, we've had, we've been together for twenty something years, and um, there's been a lot of that has happened over that time. So I thought some of that stuff was going to come out, and I was afraid that the wrong person was going to listen to it, and it was going to get back to me. But it seems very, very diplomatic, very therapeutic of what you guys are talking about, um, and trying to find solves for certain situations. It's constructive instead of criticizing. And I think that's really good about the, the podcast. But I was I was terrified. I didn't want to listen because I thought this was you guys' space to talk talk about your spouses behind their back. And, uh, 
after listening to it, I, I found out that that's not the case. So that helped. And then also, like Tanner was saying, the, the, the self-discovery um, part of it, you know, there's there's some things that I don't want to bring to my wife's attention that she does, that she complains about in other people. But it was refreshing to see that, you know, she 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 sees that and she's trying to work on it. Terrified is a big word. I, I feel was like. terrified. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought we were going to have to go rounds after I listened to it. So it took me a while before I listened to it. Um, it took me a couple months, a couple episodes of you guys doing the podcast before I finally was brave enough to listen to it. It's true, actually. I think I think it was uh, one of our really good friends. Um, I haven't asked him if I could use his name on the podcast, so I won't share it. But when he listens, he'll know who he is. Um, and he, we were at a, a friend's family who, like, friends who have become family gathering. And he was like, hey, I've been listening to the podcast. I love. And he started talking about it. And I just looked at Joe with, the, like, the eyebrow and was like, mm, even our friends are listening. Our friend's husbands are listening to the podcast. And you have yet to listen to it. Uh-huh. I think that's when he got kind of, like, bullied into listening to it. He's like, oh. Well, like, I, like I said, I mean, you know, you, or like you said, you couldn't mention his name. My name's probably all over it. Well, so. I just, I have, no, but I asked you. You had no reason to fear. That's all what I'm saying. No, but I haven't asked him to say, hey, can I tell this story about you on the podcast, right? Which is why I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I think, Sabina, you and I were very clear at the very beginning that we needed to get Tanner and Joe's buy-in to make sure that we could speak about family things and marriage things, you know, with their blessing. So anyways, that's why I'm not saying the name because I haven't, I didn't know I was going to share that story so i haven't asked (laughs) i'm just mentioning that he got bullied or shamed into listening to it because our our friends were listening and knew all about it and he was like and they're like joe what do you think and he's like yeah i haven't listened to it (laughs) (laughs) it happens i mean it happens and i think it's it's also a thing you you know you you see the person every day you talk to them every day so you're like what else is going to be on this podcast i probably know and hear everything already anyway so i don't need to listen to it in my spare time in the car while i have an hour to myself <laughs> there's a little bit of that as well yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i understand it was it was kind of weird because like I started a new job about six weeks ago and um, you know, it's a little bit longer of a commute. Um, so what I decided to do is, you know, try to dip in more to my Spotify and just like start listening to things that I haven't really listened to yet. And then finally it struck me. I was like, wait, my wife has this podcast that she does all the time. Like, why don't you listen to that? You know? And I was like, okay, well, I definitely have the time to do it now on the way to work. So I just started doing that. Um, and yeah, you know, that, that's where like, I found the time to actually do it, which it was kind of weird because like after the first few days of like doing it, I started to just try to give myself time to reflect on really what you guys were saying and how you were saying it. And like, you know, the kind of like topics of subject you were trying to like, uh, convey. And the one about social media also was, um, kind of a different one. And Jamie remind me again, like, I guess like you had some dialogue about, I guess, your daughter who was a little bit afraid to talk to someone on the phone because she wanted to do something online, correct? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, so it was uh, booking facials. Uh, There's a great place in town, but they only take reservations over the phone. So you actually have to call uh, Uh and speak to a human. And she was really distressed by that. Well, why can't I book online? It says I have to call. And I'm like, well, just (laughs) 
just call. And she's like, mom, can you just do it? You know, she's really, it was weird for her to pick up the phone and she felt pressure. She had to talk to a human in real time. And what if she didn't have the answer and she felt awkward. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a big, a big problem. I'm like, if you want a facial, you're going to call this woman. Right. (laughs) Um, But what's funny is that we're talking about, um, they're amazing. It's the skin Institute in, um, in Waikiki. And so it's actually students who are about to get their license. And so they do, you know, they practice on people, but they're amazing. Um, We love that place. Joe's been. I have been. Yep. He loves it. He's like, can we do this every week, please? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fan. But it's funny because we were just talking about it literally yesterday and we're going to go get another facial. And she's like, oh yeah. And she picked up the phone and called them just, she was set up for success knowing that they weren't going to, um, you know, have a website or something that she could do digitally. And so she called and it was, it was super easy. So yeah, that was an interesting one because it was a real big eye opener of the distance that we've set between ourselves with all of this beautiful technology. It's wonderful. And is it taking away the human element to where my 14 year old daughter is afraid to actually use the telephone because she's like, well, what do you mean? I can't just write it on my phone. I have to actually speak with someone. Yeah. I mean, what, what it had me thinking about um, our daughters too, and going to be exposed to, you know, a lot of technology later in life, especially when she does, you know, become a teenager Um, who knows what that technology is going to look like, who knows what it's going to do. And, and how it's going to affect her, her social life and, and all the dynamics that go in behind that. I mean, who knows? I mean, just hearing that, how like now that like kids who grew up with the internet, basically almost in their back pocket, pretty much now they have like different social dynamics that they have to approach, you know, that in ways that, you know, I'm not from that era. So it's, it, it's really like interesting to see how, you know, you can approach that and stuff and just, making sure that you have like, you know, the right kind of words to really say it. Cause, cause the last thing you want to do is just not be aggressive with them. And just like, just, just, it seems like you did it the right way where it's like, you know, you're just like, Hey, how'd that make you feel? Or are you okay? Or just kind of checking in with them a little bit instead of just being like, Oh, come on, just pick up the phone, just call them, you know, because you want to be able to at least have like doing something like this. But at the same time, like I support you with, you know, what you're trying to do anyway, you know? And I think that, that was pretty, that was a pretty cool thing. So. Yeah. I also think it's kind of crazy. You think back to when our parents were yelling at us about certain things and trying to get us to learn different <laughs> techniques. You know, we grew up in the, I don't want to give away our age, but we grew up in the era of They majors. already know. It's fine. Well, I'm sure they know, but I don't know if all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we're old. We're I'm out. I'm the young one here. There you go. <laughs> we grew up in the era of pagers, right? And it, it was, you know, mom, dad, I want to get a pager. Pagers are for drug dealers. Pagers are for drug dealers. <laughs> you don't need a pager. What do you need a pager for? You know, and then and then you know when we had our oldest growing up, and she was glued to her cell phone. And it's like mm-hmm. I spend half my day on my cell phone. I'm in construction where you're supposed to swing a hammer, but I spend half my day on my cell phone. And um, it is the times are growing faster than I think the the parent mind can handle, mm. and. That's probably going to be the new way. I mean, people probably are not going to talk on the phone at all. I know that there's a lot more correspondence in my industry via email, uh, via text than there is via phone calls. Um, I can already see it start to change. And so 
I think parents, it's it's important to to realize that times are changing and what our kids are becoming good at is what's going to be good in the future. And that's just the way the world has worked in, in the past. And so it's going to continue to work that way. And it's interesting. Uh, this could be, I think, and maybe Sabina, take we need to take notes, an entirely different podcast. But, um, you know, that all of the movements that are happening right now, all of the um, social changes, and I think there is a want or a need perhaps for documentation, right? We could have the same conversation, all four of us, even this instance. And if it wasn't recorded, we would each take away our own memory of it. And that would be our perception of what we took away from the conversation. When it's in email, when it's documented in text, there's a certain level of understanding because you can go back and revisit. There's also, I think, this ability to misinterpret because when you read something, you're reading it from your perspective. You don't have, you're not looking at their eyeballs. You don't hear their tone of voice. You don't see their, like I talk a lot with my hands, Tanner, you've probably noticed this, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but you don't see their mannerisms, hear their tone. And so there's some nuance that can get missed in that interpretation. And I understand that you know, there's a lot of things where you want it documented. You want to be able to go back and revisit the the text and the written word so that you can refresh your memory or, you know, maybe look at it from a different point of view. So it's really interesting. But I think about, you know, what you just said, Joe, with I never call him Joe either. So that was really no, weird. Your mouth. That was really odd. <laughs> Is when we were in college cell phones were literally just becoming, there was no smartphone. It was that like, if and dating myself right now, but the Zach Morris cell phone where yeah. it was like in a bag and it was like this big block that you put, you know, and it wasn't necessarily the phone that cost too much money to purchase. It was the minutes that you had to, it was the actual like cellular usage that was the expensive part. So he was a ball player and I had to drive an hour and a half out of town to work each day, like hour and a half there and back. And so if he was traveling for ball, he would take the phone with him and we had a landline, which nobody has anymore. We don't have one. And if he was at home, not traveling and I was going to work, I would take the cell phone with me. Like we shared one cell phone. (laughs) It weighed like 12 pounds. Yeah, (laughs) It It was hilarious. So, you know, there's, and our parents thought we were silly. They thought we were ridiculous for spending our money on it, but we wanted to be connected. It was like, other than being at home, waiting by the phone, you, you we didn't know what was happening and he was traveling, I was traveling. And, um, you know, so I think with technology, there's so many beautiful breakthroughs, but just like what you were saying, now we're tethered. Yeah. To our phones and our kids have known nothing different than that. And Quinny, who knows exactly what you're just saying, Tanner, who knows what she's going to face because she's even light years ahead of, of Grace and Kaylee as far as that goes. So Mm -hmm. it's so hard as a parent to catch up. And then, you know, you're dealing with that as parents. How does that translate into how you are as a couple? Because Mm -hmm. Joe and I have very differing views on raising children, disciplining, recognizing all of those things. So when you're also facing this new technology that you're like, holy moly, I don't even know what this 
is or looks like. And, you know, Kaylee has to teach me how to TikTok and why it's important. (laughs) (laughs) I fail to see the importance of TikTok, but you go ahead. Um, Then you also have that it's a whole new, I feel like technology is a whole new dynamic in marriage and relationships because then you also have to come to grips with what the individual views are as, as a partnership uh, and, and compromise. And I think it's all a reflection of how you were brought up individually because we were both brought up completely different. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a, that's, that's a scary part too. I just saw an article to how a kid reacts when it's like a two-year-old or three-year-old, how they react if you want to play with them. This has like um, a lot of consequences of their development. So I'm really intentional that I'm not on the phone when we have any meal together. I'm really intentional that I'm only filming her when I'm on the phone with her and that I'm trying not to check like my cell phone for like any Instagram or something like this. If it's like somebody calling me or responding to a message, then I check it. But I really try to not be on social media while I'm with her to really limit time on that because I think it has a big effect on what we show our kids, right? So it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous thing happening right now. And I think when also reminded me of I watched this movie Valentine's Day yesterday. That's like what, 10 years old, 2010 or something it came 12, out. 12 years old, yeah. And they showed like all the phones and technology they had in there. And I was like, 12 years only. And it's so crazy how we used to have flip phones. And um I remember that time when I had a phone that could just jump off the air and I could catch it again. <laughs> <laughs> So five years from now, we might even have a ship under our skin and just don't need a phone anymore. Yeah. But I think that's interesting because, you know, it's not just technology with our kids and how we raise our, our, you know, raise our kids, but also what does that do to the marriage, right? Like what does that do to us as a couple? So technology, the impact, when was it last night, night before? You have to be a little bit more specific. Um, We were at dinner. And Joe had a call. There was a lingering thing with um, yeah. something from work. And and I totally get it because I'm like this. And Sabina, you'll, I know, uh, Tanner, I don't know if this will resonate with you, but I suspect it might. But Sabina, I know for sure it will with you. You can't go into the weekend knowing there's that one lingering thing, right? It'll kind of just not you all weekend. And you cannot be fully present if mm-hmm. if you don't just like take care of it. On one hand... As a spouse or a partner, I understand that. And I'm like, yep, okay, go take care of it because I don't want this to hang over our heads the whole weekend. And on the other hand, I was left at the table by myself for nearly 20 minutes while he was on the phone. And I'm thinking, well, this is shitty. You know, so with technology, we are, you know, and the only reason that he was able to handle all of that is because he received an email. He received a message, he responded, and then it was like, oh, we actually need to hop on a call to to navigate this, right? So it's really great in the moment because you can take care of things. And at the same time, it interrupted personal space where we were off the clock. And so, and I've done it before too. So this is an example that literally happened yesterday, which is why I'm using it. But I am guilty of this as well. We're so accessible with technology and how does that impact our relationships? You guys want to chime in, or I, I got plenty of time. <laughs> oh, it, can, it, it can it can affect it really, really 
positively, right, in a certain way. But I think also it's like you have to be so much more spontaneous. Things just move so much quicker nowadays. Like back in the days, just everything went a little bit slower. And if you didn't get to it, it was okay because it's the weekend. Everybody know you're not accessible. And you just, it's Friday night. Nobody picks up the phone call anymore. Nobody's in the office. But now with that, we really shooting ourselves in the foot by not having a weekend anymore. So mm -hmm. that's something I think you have to yeah. clearly communicate yeah. with the people you work with, um, if that's something important to you. And there's also a stigma that it's like, you know, like you want a career and you want to be successful. You pick up the phone anytime and you handle it right then and there. So, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, that's, I think it's a really, really thin slope to to walk on or like um it just it's it's a really tricky one but it can be also good if you forgot to give your your significant other a present for valentine's day <laughs> I had, okay hold on i had a plan i thought it was going to be I easily executed no this is oh, not about you i didn't have look on her face she's looking straight at me valentine's day he did not forget, a, but he was like, I had a plan. I thought it was going to be easily executed. I assumed that there would be a glass blowing workshop um, somewhere on the island. And turns out there's not one except <laughs> there's one on Maui, but there's not one on Honolulu. So she was not calling you out. She has I, no I'm still idea. I'm explain myself. Okay, but let but me ask you that. Did you I watch the glass blowing show on Netflix? Is that why? No, we did not. We did oh. a glass blowing show for our anniversary. Um, we made this. We made this glass. Wow. Um, on our anniversary, we did it in Oakland before we left the Bay Area. And it was really fun. And we both had a good time. So I was trying to reinvent that day and do it here on Oahu. Um, and I failed miserably as I was trying desperately on my smart device to try. <laughs> it allows you to procrastinate too, this technology. Yeah, yes. So I assumed that we'd be able to find something and I didn't. But I do have a backup plan that she will receive tomorrow. So nice. she, she's impatient, like we've discussed before, I think. But um, she likes to give me my Valentine's Day gift early. early. But, yeah. um, you know, I like to wait and actually celebrate the day. <laughs> well, we got engaged on Valentine's Day. About Did you? Oh, so. Tomorrow's a semi-anniversary of some story. Yeah, yeah. 11 years ago. Yeah. Um, with telling him. I hate Valentine's Day. Please don't do oh. anything. Yeah. <laughs> our the anniversary of our actual first date in 1998 was how many days ago? Six days ago. So February. Oh, 7th. look at her. She's <laughs> looking at me like you I'm know here. the date. She's waiting. She's like, say the date. Say the date. It's crazy. <laughs> Okay, so tell us about the proposal because I haven't heard this this story. Oh man! Well, I can tell you the first date we ever had um, was on Valentine's Day. With also telling Tanner, I was like, "I'm just here on my way through. I'm moving back to Germany. <laughs> I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Please don't show up with any flowers or anything." Of course, he showed up with flowers and a dinner plan. And like everything was like in San Francisco, like flowers, balloons, hearts. And I was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I 
I don't want to go on a date. I just need a tour guide. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I will, I will hear, I think, a lot of relationships, especially around Valentine's Day. You don't need to get me anything. But I think it's smart for every husband to just um, throw that sentence out the window. You always have to do yeah. at least a little something thoughtful. Don't do anything or no gifts. Um, I've, I have found out never really means that um, because I always have a gift waiting for me on every holiday. Somehow, that, that I, I, have, I have to back you up on that because like there, there's a lot of loaded questions that come along and that's one of them. So you better, I mean, that they should say, oh no, honey, yeah. you don't have to get me anything. That's fine. You're like, okay, cool. Mental note. Go get something because you might have to present something in the heat of the moment. What I tend to do is over the years, I'm like, I say like, you don't have to get me anything. But then when I think about something and I talk about it, I say, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> so my um, my hints get a little less vague. And then so we got our first date, and then um, I asked him to come with me for Christmas to Germany, and with the intention of he's going to say no, he's, he doesn't have money, he's not going to come with me. So that's an easy one. He's just going to break up then. And he said yes, and my parents actually liked him a lot, which I was not anticipating. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was really interesting. And after we came back, we were like, oh, man, we really have to figure this out now. Yeah, it was. So yeah, it was. I extended my stay for another six months, and then I said, "Well, do you want to go to the immigration services every every so often, or you just want to get married and <laughs> settle?" <laughs> <laughs> so, and we just decided to do that, and then you can tell the rest. Yeah. How did you? We were. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, well, it was just. I mean. Uh, to be real, like it was just one of those things where, like, don't be real, um, be romantic. I, be romantic, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't be real, be romantic. Well, I'll be, I'll, I'll choose to be real because that's what's gotten me through life. So, but anyway, I, I, I'll say this: like, um, when we, when I did return from Germany the first time and stuff, I, you know, had a big choice to make. I was like, well, am I gonna, you know, spend really um, commit to a relationship with this person who I like? now I like know and love and you know what I want to do with this here and at the same time like I just really felt like I had to like just take that leap because that's why I just felt in my heart but uh, also at the same time too like our plan basically too was to go back to school because at the time like I was working at a university and I knew I could get free education doing that anyway so the way I was looking at it was you know here's this person I love you know I know she loves me and can we build a life together? And can we build a future together? And all those answers were yes. So that had me saying like, you know, do I want to marry this person and, you know, start building a relationship with them? And yeah, that's, I just, that's what made me feel okay with the decision, you know, and now here I am in Germany and she's kind of on the other foot and that's a whole other story. So. You're very, you very practical about the decision-making and we always said, well, none of us brings anything to the, to the table really. Like in terms of like, well, if we split up, it's not really no harm, no foul. <laughs> One way to look at it. <laughs> no harm, no foul. <laughs> That's funny. So, 
and then yeah you you said let's let's do this yeah. <laughs> let's do this yeah and i went to pick a um, engagement ring and a wedding band and he just i i didn't know if he's gonna pick it up or when he's gonna pick it up so then mm. you you can talk about the proposal what you planned on doing yeah, i mean the, the proposal itself was just on, on the level of like, okay, I think she kind of knows it's coming, but she kind of doesn't know it's coming. So I had a little bit of the, of the surprise factor working in my favor. Um, so I decided to say, Hey, let's spend the day in San Francisco. We'll go, you know, hang out and, you know, just, you know, enjoy, enjoy the Sunday. Um, and then she thought I was going to take her down to the Embarcadero, but instead I just start going towards, um, towards uh, Twin Peaks. So, and then mm. she kind of knew the city at that moment. And then she, I, I could tell she was kind of like, wait, you want to go this way, but we're going this way. What, you know? So I went all the way up to twin peaks and um, it was just at that moment where, you know, I had the ring that she picked out. I was already got it like, you know, about a week, week and a half before that. And yeah, I just like turned to her. I said like, well, you know, I really want you to know that I want to spend the rest of my life with you and I hope you feel the same. Will you marry me? And right on, right on the Twin Peaks, overlooking San Francisco, I'm sitting there with on my knee and just holding my ring and my heart out, and and she said yes. So, <laughs> so here we are. So here we are. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. So so yeah. So that's, that's in a nutshell. That's pretty much like how how it worked out and stuff. I'm not going to get into all the crazy legalities of, you know, getting a green card in the United States, let alone <laughs> all that other stuff. Oh right? my gosh. Maybe that's well, and then in Germany, so you've had to do it in both, right? You've had to do yeah. United States, then you've also had to do Germany. And so what is, I mean, that's again, a whole nother podcast yeah, for, you know, you, <laughs> the, oh my gosh. But no, I think that's so amazing because Sabina, I know, um, I don't think you'll get mad at me for sharing this, but you know, you might. you've no, you won't. Um, <laughs> you know what you speak of when you talk about Tanner is oh, he's so patient with me and yeah. you know that you, I think Tanner, what you should know that um, I guess it's goes back to Joe's terrified thing of all the things we were going to talk about our spouses online live <laughs> podcast land. Um, <laughs> but no, Sabina just talks about, you know, your support. And anytime that we really talk about our marriages, it's really about, fuck, we fucked it up again. Like she fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> like we know that we have um, these really great humans who have agreed to do life with us. And so anyways, I don't, you know, I don't know if you know that piece of, of the and the aspect of what we talk about, but she really, um, she really likes you. Which <laughs> <laughs> is different than loving you, by the way. Yeah. You can yeah. love someone and not like them, but she both loves you and likes you, which is like a bonus, I think. 70% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner, do you, do you want to tell your joke that you always say? Uh, yeah, I got, I mean, I have this, I have this joke that I learned from another guy who's been married for quite a while and stuff. He's always says, I've been married for 10 years, best three years of my life, you know, and that's always the old, <laughs> old guy joke. So, yeah. So that's why I just tell people, you know, sometimes they, they get a kick yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, have a, I have an old joke that I always, always, it's my go-to since we've, we've it's been It's not about marriage, but. It has nothing to do with marriage. It just has to do with Hawaii. It's, you know, what do you call a Hawaiian with one leg not longer than the other? 
Not even, bro. So everybody gets it here. Not everybody. You know, uh, if you think about it, you'll get it. Um, since it's Valentine's Day, you know, I know, I know that one of my favorite stories and one of my wife's favorite stories is how we met. Mm. And there's a little bit of comedy and there's a little bit of stupidity in it. But um, <laughs> me being stupid. But and part of my terror about hearing this, you know, my my wife knew my mother before she knew me. Uh, mm. They worked together. My mom would come home and I was in high school. My mom would come home and she'd tell me, you have to meet this girl. She's beautiful. She graduated from high school early. She's got her shit together. You should be with people like this. Not like you have a chance with her, but you should hang out with people like her instead of the people that you hang out with. And uh, so I just hear this fairy tale of this girl. Um, and I went to visit my mom at work uh, one day and I was just outside. They worked at Macy's together at makeup counters and or just outside the door and out walks this girl. And I had no idea it was Jamie. I just knew it was this girl that she was stunning, absolutely stunning, breathtaking. She just walked right by me and I was speechless. And luckily enough, I thought she I thought she'd walked out of my life forever, but luckily enough, she had walked back into my life and sat across from me on the bench and had her lunch. At that point, my mom walked out and said, Oh, have you met Jamie? Jamie, this is my son Joe, I've been telling you all about. I got introduced and I clammed up and the only words that I could push through my lips was hi. That's it. I mean, I got my palms were sweaty when I shook her hand. It was pretty awkward. <laughs> That's the stupidity part of it. Um, and needless to say, after that day, I visited my mom at work a lot more often. Um, <laughs> I both got uh, both. She's got a stop sign violation. I rolled through a stop sign at like four in the morning, leaving my dad's house to go to Black Friday. Sabina, oh. you know about Black Friday. You wake up at God awful hours of the morning. And so I was leaving his house and I just kind of was like rolling through and there was a cop car there and yeah, yeah I got a ticket and I had never been in trouble. I mean, I was literally 17 years old. I was a goody two shoes. That was the most trouble I'd ever been in in my entire life. So I was mortified. I had been in plenty of trouble throughout my life. But, you know, I had got a speeding going 88 in the 55. So, um, yeah. so we had tickets that we had to take care of at traffic school. And um, she was, she already had belonged to somebody at the moment when we went to traffic school, but True. I could be pretty charming when I'm not nervous. So um, we went to traffic school. And I wasn't nervous and um, we had lunch and I think that just did it. That was it. Wow. But uh, she called me later. She was hooked after that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you guys dated, huh? dated for together for 20 years, married for. Well, that's a whole nother story. And you know that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No. So we dated. We dated for three years, um, and then he wanted to be a ball player. He was an amazing catcher, dropped bombs all over the place. <laughs> nice. Um, and then, um, so he went to school. He was going to get drafted, and I couldn't follow him around the country anymore. So we parted ways, and it wasn't because we didn't something different than I wanted. Um, Long story short, he offered to quit baseball, and I knew, um, okay, great, but a decade away from now, you're going to resent, like, what could have been, and I can't mm -hmm. wait. 
So we've parted for 13 years and then um, got back together. We had coffee one day and like seven months later, we got married, which was amazing. So now this year is our 10th a wedding anniversary. So yeah. when people ask us about our anniversary, we are always like, well, which calculation do you want? Do you want it from like the first time we started dating and actually got engaged, which is, yeah. you know, over 20 years, or do you want 10 years of actual marriage? So we have yeah. kind of an interesting story. I've been married to her since I was 17 years old. <laughs> That's the real love that. story. Here, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the real love story. Yeah. It is the real love story. Yeah. yeah. She was always the one that got away. So when she Facebooked me after 13 years, I actually fist pumped and jumped on my bed and rocked out. <laughs> and said, you'll never believe who Facebooked me. <laughs> you gave but I had thumb. to play it cool. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, be the nervous little kid with sweaty palms anymore. You know, I had to play it cool. So mm-hmm. yeah. but it worked. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's- I want to know, because I think, Sabina, you and I are so similar, right? Like, we've we've uncovered this. We were just watching. Um, we were actually getting our nails done. I do that, too. <laughs> he yes. does. Yeah. He, guilty pleasure. Loves. Yeah. He's like, it's a long way. He's 6'5". It's a long way to reach my toes to, like, do That's my own, nice. like, clip my own nice. toenails. So, you know. This is yeah. But they always play a movie. And the last movie was uh, Just Go With It. It was with Jennifer Aniston and um, Bobby Boucher, Bobby Boucher, Adam Sandler. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the things that they talk about, um, there's uh, Nicole Kidman and Dave Matthews are a couple. And, you know, they're at the dinner table. Like, what do you love the most about each other? They do this like thing before they leave each other. And I was thinking it'd be kind of fun on this episode. So what is like the number one thing we love about each other? And what is the number one thing that drives us nuts about each other? And Sabina, I feel like Tanner's mouth and Joe's mouth is probably going to be the same about the two of us. So I'm just really curious. Oh, man. (laughs) It's not. Oh, wait. It's really fun. It's real. <laughs> but wait, are we just doing what I love about Jamie? No. <laughs> Tanner. I do what I what love Tanner about loves about Sabina and what also drives him nuts and vice versa. And then us. I mean, you can tell me what drives you nuts about me. I'm I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, nothing yet about Jamie that drives me nuts, I have to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are we jumping right in this? Let's, let's oh, sure. jump right in. Well, I let you. I let you go first when we open it. So I'll, I'll go. First. You'll go first. Okay. You'll take the hot seat. Okay. So I, I love how ambitious you are. Mm. It comes with a lot of impatience. So I both love that about you, and sometimes that gets on my nerves. Uh, but I more love it about you. Thank you. I love the way you look. But it also bothers me because I can't control myself around you. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. This really is a Valentine's Day episode. It, isn't it? Isn't it tomorrow it, Valentine's Day? Yeah, it's, They're closer it to Valentine's is. Day. It's and I got, I got one more, right? Yep. You get one more. <laughs> you always make me feel like I am the first thing in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's wow. amazing. And I need to do a better job of making sure you feel more special in mine. There's an episode about that. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn, babe. 
It is my turn. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Um, how about this? How about this? How about Lieutenant go? Okay. okay. So yep. If he's ready yep. to go. Yeah. Oh, okay, boys okay. first. Oh my God. I'll, I'll just say this, Joe. I can't top that, so I'm just gonna do my best here. <laughs> my own. Oh man. Well, I'll start with what uh, what I what I um, yeah drives, does, me nuts. <laughs> drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's the I mean, easiest. What, I mean, yeah, I know it's these. I mean, what drives me nuts, obviously, is that I mean, you know, kind of picking back up a little bit off of what Joe said with the ambition stuff. Like, I think Sabina, what drives me nuts about about her is that she she once she sets a goal for herself she just is in full you know got the blinders on like a horse racing down the track just going i'm doing this and it just completely um disregards like some of the other things and stuff like i was saying like for myself like you can you can run the red lights but you got to read the street signs and I think what Sabina does a lot of times is she just says like, okay, I'm, I'm going, you know? And I'm like, wait, you got to kind of read that sign over there to see what it says. Nah, screw that. I'm just going to go, you know? And then it becomes this thing where it's just like, she'll end up in a situation where I'm like, wait, here, let me try to pull you out of that because you were supposed to turn left instead of go right. And, you know, so that that's the kind of thing where I think that I'm just like, oh my gosh, so, you just got to really look at what you're doing. You know? What do you love about me? And, and now, okay, now we'll get, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. So, <laughs> no, but what I love about Sabina is that um, no matter where we are with, with up and downs in our relationship, no matter how we have come to because especially like in, especially moving to germany like we've been through like so much and stuff um and it's there there were times where it has been like completely stressed and everything and you know she was stressed i was stressed and stuff but she would always be able to be open enough to talk about what those stresses were and get on a, the same page about how we felt about that stuff and let me at least express myself um, you know, after we cooled off or, you know, really had our like, you know, like differences or we really had like our, you know, like our whatever, if you call it a shouting match or whatever it is, but she's always coming up and saying, look, let's talk about this. Let's at least like have like, you know, like constructive dialogue to at least get past this. Cause even if we, you know, agree to disagree, we're still at least going to, you know, come to an, come to an agreement that, you know, we're going to discuss this because we love each other. And I think that's the one thing that a lot of couples like miss out on because some couples, they just like, we're just not going to talk and they just, you know, go their separate rooms and, you know, they try to forget about it, but they don't revisit the actual argument that caused that problem. And yeah. that's what Sabina like doesn't do. And I, and I think, you know, that's something that's very special about her because she can all, I can always come to her at least after, you know, maybe the next day or like a few hours or whatever and we can still have a you know solid discussion about what happened, you know. And if you can, and I think if you have that in your relationship, that means so much because you can get through anything. So that's what I really love about you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Something so else you love about me. Um, I, I I like your 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 hair and teeth and <laughs> eyes and stuff. No, I'm just throwing things out. I'm just <laughs> no, I'm just trying to be a good follower. No. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, but, but, yeah, you know, that's 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 what I think is like, you know, really special about her. Oh, what's that, Jameson? Yeah. Oh, you saw that. I was trying I to saw that. That. <laughs> 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 I need to have 
I need to I'm, have. I like, told her I needed to prepare and get tuned up because I'm a little <laughs> bit more nervous. He was very nervous. Well, uh, and I have to say the, room that, the one room that doesn't seem to get air conditioning in our house, and I, you know, um, the uh, temperature wars at our. Yeah, our we have temperature. I wars. hate that about my wife. She loves it at 78 degrees when I get home from a warm day of work, and um, I'd like it at 68, but mm-hmm. we compromise at 76. Well, what can I say? She's better looking than I am. She's much better arguer, so we, we put it at 76. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie's turn. Okay, my turn. Um, on like more surfacey level, I think um I just love your sense of humor. Yeah, you're hilarious. Yeah. Um, even when I'm we're out and it's not appropriate, his sense of humor is always something that is wonderful um what drives me nuts on the surface would be your like one track mind he does this kind of i i guess that maybe tanner is what you were talking about with sabina um but with joe he's literally he's like this like laser beam focus which is great and at the same time I guess what's irritating is when it's not focused on me is what i'm But no, I think the most endearing thing and the thing I appreciate about you the most is um, like I can be my my authentic self. Mm-hmm. Like I can be amazing and he gives me acknowledgments. I can be a total asshole and he tells me about it, but also gives me a hug and says, it's okay, you'll be better tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I just, I don't have to hide anything. Yeah, um, I'm just me with you. And that's it. And I think that's the thing that is the most amazing part of, of what I appreciate about you. Yeah. Well, you had me at high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sabina, All it's right. your turn. Well, I'm going to start with the things I love about you. Oh. <laughs> well, I really love your sense of humor too. You're really kinder spirit, kinder hearted, you say, how do you say it? Um, you always say like you will be in your forties, but sometimes you are just like your ten-year-old, young at heart. Young at heart. Okay. So I love that. I love that, and I also love about you that you make dirty jokes, and I can follow up with one. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely match really well because you are my calm zone. And you stay calm, gosh, in any moment. I, I think there's only been so so few moments where I see you not knowing what to do. And I always can extremely depend on you. Like, I don't have to second guess that at all. Which leads me, though, to the second thing. <laughs> what I hate about you is that I sometimes have <laughs> to depend on you cleaning up the mess you leave. Oh, oh, oh I, hey, you I didn't say that police. one. Oh. You be quiet now. Okay. You had your opportunity. Now it's Sabina's turn, right? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it takes some it takes him some time to clean up his stuff, but I will say that if I tell him and I get mad at doing it, he will really do it. So I love that about you. People that don't know that about this, Tanner grew up with a mom with OCD, 
So sometimes the OCD is still there. And that will drive me nuts. That will literally drive me nuts. This man has to get naked to clean the bathroom. <laughs> I don't see the problem with that. Why would you want to mess up a perfectly good outfit? There you go. Exactly. See, this guy gets it. <laughs> I clean the shower. I got, a, I got a Home Depot bucket and I'm completely nude. Yep. Yeah. It's true. 100%. You don't belong in the shower unless you're wearing no clothes at all. There you, you go. You're allowed Go get it God, finding out about our relationships <laughs> and we're finding out so much about it. Incredible. <laughs> but I love you for all the things you do for us and for Quinn and how you are. And you're way greater dad than you ever thought you would be, I think. And mm. you're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Love you too. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Now, next week's episode is going to be a little bit more focused on what they hate about their husband. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like somebody, somebody just, um, what do you, like, what? What do you call it? Like, what do you say? Oh, you draw like the poison. He wants to be on yeah. the podcast again. Yeah. Well, that's more the terror that goes on with this podcast. No. No, it's all no, good. I, lo good. I love this podcast that you guys are doing. I think it's great. Um, I'm excited about the response that it's getting from a lot of people. A lot of people approach me about it, told people to take a listen to it, and it, nothing but positive feedback comes back. So you guys are doing a good job. I guess I guess I got a question for you guys. And then um, out of all the episodes, have you guys done what's your guys' favorite episode? Ah. Oh, I cannot remember because <laughs> we just edit them so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think it's snippets of all the episodes and that I'm sorry, because that is not like a great answer, but I think it's the pieces where we really embark on our own journey. So um, for me, like in the social media episode, it was like, oh, actually, I have all these people who have followed me on my new Instagram and I don't actually know who they are. So I'm going to reach out and, you know, at least extend a one-on-one -on -one invitation. It's the times during our last episodes about thriving through the holidays where I'm like, okay, there are times where I feel like um, the weight should be on other people. And actually, I've never asked the questions. I've never put myself out there in a vulnerable way where I can say, Hey, this is what's important to me. Knowing that, will you, will you do this for me? Right. Um, there's so much that has come from all of our, our pieces. And I think the most relevant for me has been those aha moments where I can turn what I share with my clients into something really relevant for me in the moment that I'm like, Oh, are you actually doing this for yourself? And if you're not mm. like better get on it. Um, so I don't think it's any one episode. I think it's all of the little aha moments in all the episodes that I can say, great. Like this is where you, my work is, um, where I can do better. Okay. I don't know. Tanner was looking for for an answer, but I was looking for when he asked the question, was this episode? Because oh, this, this episode is amazing. This is the best one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be the best one. Yeah, the best one yet. 
And we're having a lot more like this to follow. I think if you guys want to be on this episode or on this podcast again, we can maybe make this happen and squeeze you guys in. Okay. Yeah, we'll squeeze you in. Yeah. As long as somebody call me out for having a shot of Jameson's. For being nervous. Yeah. I mean, it's Super Bowl it's Monday. Uh, it's Sunday. Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. and tomorrow's yeah. Valentine's Day. So I think you get away with it. Yeah. I know he woke up and he's like, okay. And he's like, so, and he's a slow wicker upper. Um, but he was, he was like, okay, we're still doing the podcast. I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I, I gotta get ready for this. I gotta get tuned up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's great. Oh my gosh. Anything else, Tanner or Joe that, you know, on this Valentine's relationship episode that you want to share, ask? Well, Luckily, over here in Germany, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day, so I'm off the. Uh, <laughs> Until next time. next time, don't, don't fuck, it up. fuck it up. Amazing! <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Yeah. Oh, don't fuck it want, up. You want to say don't fuck it up? Well, that's what it actually is. You already told people I was drinking Jameson's. Now it's going to sound weird when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm or something. <laughs> I think we should stick with fun. Okay. <laughs> well, next time. Next time we'll do food. Okay. Yep, <laughs> there it is. divulge that I drink Jameson's during podcasts. <laughs> You're not drinking it straight, right? You're having it in coffee. Of course I'm having it in coffee. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, no, no. He's not. He's not. He's not. Who would have no, straight Jameson at yeah. this hour? <laughs> yeah. Thank you both for being on. Oh, you bet. Yeah. Anything I appreciate you guys. it. You guys are really thought, good. This is really cool that you guys are doing this. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it's a super positive thing that you guys were, you know, like trying to come together on and I mean, like I was saying in the thing, like it's it's almost like it's therapeutic for you guys just to like bounce each other off, you know, like certain ideas and stuff and everything. And I know that, like I said, like, I mean, Sabina like goes through these stages where she obviously like has a lot on her plate and, you know, gets, you know, the stress maintains and stuff. But just having these podcasts and stuff, she comes out of like her little room and she's like closet. You know, yeah, you know, and, and she it's, it's almost like she just she just had this like moment of relief where she like finally like got some so many things off her chest. So yeah, I just I think it's just nothing but great stuff. So super yeah. therapeutic. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Tanner, maybe you and I should start a podcast so we can get it. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. We had so much fun talking to the boys. And until next time, don't fuck it up.